Hello, friends. All right, just so you know, spoiler alert. I changed your name. Oh, I'm trying this. In this episode, you're going to hear me trying the new name that I was going to call the Improve It Fam. Now, this came from episode 102 of the show with Chris Doe, who mentioned we need a fun name for this community. So, you'll hear it in the show, but spoiler alert, it is new. It is not the Improve It Fam. So, I can't even say Improve It Family. So, all right, I did it. There it is, but pretend like I didn't. Anywho, I'm so happy you're here. And I am so excited for today's guest. This woman is awesome. She asked me for feedback at the end of the show, and I was like, mm, stop being so awesome. Her name is Emily McCann, and she is the Director of People and Culture at CA Fortune Sales and Marketing. Emily is passionate about connecting business strategy with people programs to drive employee engagement. Now, she believes vulnerability and connection are key ingredients to creating meaningful relationships. She's proud to have played a part in building positive cultures and developing talent in a variety of industries and roles. Emily focuses on bringing her whole self to work, which includes being a mom to a two-year-old and a partner to her husband and a set of legs to her running shoes. So we talk about all of that in the show, which is fantastic. She is a health nut, which I love, very into her health and keeping her well-being top of mind. Now, today we are going to talk about several things. First and foremost, you know the title of this episode. It's about creating connection in this fast-paced culture. And she has such a fast-paced culture role um, at CA Fortune. You're going to hear about working with different types of personalities and creating connect, creating connection. That's a tongue twister, creating connection. You're going to hear about the best ways to create connection in person versus virtually. And then you're also going to hear her take on creating a strong sense of team when your environment is always changing. It is an excellent, excellent episode. Last housekeeping item, if today's show resonates with you, send it to a people leader that you know. Send it to a person who would enjoy this podcast, who will enjoy the takeaways, or if you are loving it just a little bit, oh, it was my birthday in April. I didn't talk about it on this show. I would love it if you left me a little present and left a review. You just got to hit five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And if you're really, really wanting to take two extra seconds, you can write a little comment there. It means so much to me. I got to tell you that it really, really does. I read every single one. And it also helps get more guests on this show because guests do not know how many downloads your podcast has. They just see if you have positive reviews and how many of them and decide whether I want to come on your show or not. So let's get some more awesome people like Emily on this show. Leave me a review. Leave the Improve It podcast review. The team behind the show also reads them and loves them. So please do that for me today if you can. Without further ado, let's create some connection, shall we? Here is Emily McCann. Are you a leader or change maker inside of your business, organization, or corporation? Are you looking for new, innovative ways to drive morale through the roof? 
Are you looking for fun and exciting icebreakers, team building exercises, and activities that will foster team growth, friendships, loyalty, and completely transform your organization from the inside out? Have you been searching for a fun and unique way to create change instead of the same old dry, boring leadership books and icebreakers that aren't actually working? Hi, I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and professional Zoom who is ready to help you improve it. My mission in life is to help you develop teams and leaders through play, improv, and experiential learning. In this podcast, we will deep dive into professional development, team building, effective communication, networking, presentation skills, leadership training, how to think more quickly on your feet, and everything in between. We have helped everyone from Fortune 500 companies to small mom and pop shops transform their business, their leadership, and their people through play. So grab your chicken hat. We are about to have some fun. Welcome to Improve It, the podcast. Emily McCann. You know, I like to sing when I introduce you. Emily, welcome to the Improve It podcast. Thank you, Erin. I am so happy to be here. I'm so grateful to be a guest on your podcast. Well, we're grateful you're here. I mean, that is truly, it's truly a very mutual feeling because when I met you, I was like, yes, need to know her, need to have her in the life. The Improve It fam, just so you know, we're we're working on a new name for the Improve It family. Oh. I don't know. We had Chris Doe uh, as a guest on this show. He's an expert marketer. He was like, you need a different name for your audience. And so we're working on it. I'm going to yeah. workshop this with you. What do you we're think his, about... Uh, the Doe Cyples, right? That was God, his, that was yes. his, his following. Yes. Thank you for listening to that. Yes. And he is one of the coolest guys ever. And I said, if I'm going to listen to anybody, it's going to be you. So I said, okay, let's let's put out a poll. So what do you think of this? Are you ready? I'm just going to give it, I'm going to workshop this. Okay. The It Talkers. IT. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's a little risque, isn't it? It's a little, it's a little um, out of the box, but it's all about talking about your it, which is what we talk about on this show. It's your purpose. It's what you bring to the world. It's how you interact with human beings. It's how you make other people seen. Mm-hmm. It's edgy. It's yeah. And it's like the thing, you know, it's your nugget. That is you. Do you hate it? Do you love it? We'll poll. We'll do a poll. I love it. Okay. All right. I think you have to be able to explain where the, the it comes from as part of it to give yes. context to people. But no, it's, it's authentic. Okay. And that's why we're having you on this show, by the way. But before we dive into that, I want people to get to know you. Let's try it. Let's try it. it talkers, maybe. It talkers. Does that feel right? I don't know. How, let me ask you this. Um, I know that you know the show and I love that you listen to the show and we do a game, Five Facts. So you know how this goes. And I just, I feel like I just learned an interesting fact about you before we hit record. So let's just do it because it's fun. So I'm going to do the little ditty. And then I want you to tell us five facts about you we couldn't find on your LinkedIn profile, your bio, anything. So here we go. Five facts, five facts, five facts, five facts, five facts. Emily. All right. Fact number one, coffee is my love language, specifically coffee dates. I love going on coffee dates. Yes. Okay. She says as she sips. 
her Nespresso. <laughs> okay. Cheers. 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 Oh my God. I love that mug. By the way, you can't see it. It talkers. I'm going to try this out today. Uh, it says early bird. It says early bird on her mug. It's a huge mug. I love it. Okay. Number two. Yeah, that leads me into another fact. I have a two-year-old who keeps me going um, and teaches me something new about her and myself all the time. It's it's wild to be a parent of a two-year-old. Yes, cheers to that again. Same with same seats. Okay, <laughs> all right. Number three. Um, let's see. My husband and I got married in Vail, semi off the grid. Stop it now. Wait, you, what does that mean? Like you didn't have any internet service. Yeah, there was not a ton of cell service. We camped, technically glamped that night with 50 of our friends. And yeah, it was phenomenal. That's amazing. Okay, number four. Number four. Um, I grew up moving every three years. My dad was in the Air Force as a child. um, And that actually allowed me to attend middle school in Japan. What? Okay, number five. All right. Last fact. Um, Fitness and a healthy way of life is very important to me. Um, And so with that, my dad and I commit to running together every time we see each other. So he actually lives in Chesterfield, Missouri, and I'm in Chicago. Um, But he and my mom have continued to move around after I, you know, left the nest to go to college. And every time we get together, we go for a run. It's just our way to connect. I love that. Does he run every day? He runs five days a week, I would say. Wow. Okay. We, this, my my dad does not run, but, and I did not live in Japan, but other than that, we have, nope. And I didn't get married off the grid. You're awesome, Emily. You're awesome. Two out of five, but cheers to get, cheers to you with your coffee mug. That's what we're cheersing to. Um, going to say it talkers. I'm just going to workshop it. This, this whole episode, Emily, we're going to workshop it. So, well, let's tell the the it talkers. We're, see, it's just hard. It's a hard twist for me, but I'm going to get there. So we met through one of our previous guests on this show, Cassandra Rose, and she was like, "You got to meet Emily." And I said, "Yes, I should. Let's do it." And when we first chatted, we kind of got to the root of sort of your it, if you will, and that's why I wanted to have you on our show today to talk about this this authenticity, this culture of connection and how to create that in a fast-paced world. So before we dive in, could you give us an in- intention, intention, it's a tongue twister for me right now, uh, one word that you want to get out of today's interview? Whoa. Um, authenticity. Yeah. I love that. And it's real. I mean, it's such a it's such a good word, and I think it's being used a lot more now than in the past. So let's do that. Let's be real. Let's or my be real. Ins- let's be real. My Instagram name isn't keeping it real deal for nothing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you live it. I live it. Okay. No, I d- some days better than others. So let me talk to you about your job because I find it fascinating. You are the director of people and culture at CA Fortune. What do you find? What do you find fascinating about your job? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I'll start with talking about what CA Fortune does, and then I can translate it into what my role has turned into. CA Fortune is a boutique sales agency in the natural food space in consumer packaged goods. And so 70% of the brands that we 
represent are in that better for you space, which definitely aligns with who I am as a person, just fitness, healthy way of living, um, making intentional choices about, you know, the, the food I eat, the coffee I drink to ensure that it's, it's bettering me. Um, but CA Fortune has grown over the past seven years through acquisition, but over the past two to three, it has exploded. Um, we have brought on some really major and large clients that have really propelled the business forward. Um, but prior to that, that milestone two to three years ago, there was not an internal HR team or an internal people team. And so I was lucky enough to come on as people team hire number one in March of 2020 to CA Fortune. And we've since built our people team into a team of seven um, wow. in the past, I know, two years. And it, I, I have a lot of pinch me moments to say like, how did we get to where we are today? <laughs> um, but we move fast. You know, we are definitely in growth mode. And with that, we saw the need to connect with our team and you know have an internal focus on the people and ensuring that the team of CA Fortune have the resources and the tools and the authenticity to continue moving forward and provide our clients with the best service because we don't have a tangible product. Our product is our team. And so ensuring that we focus on connection especially during the pandemic when when our business was exploding and moving really fast was really eye-opening and a really exciting moment in my career to take on this role. That is so stinking cool. And what a time to come into this role, like right when COVID hit, you know, and then you've built it so well in two years, seven people. That's amazing. I find it so, okay, so I just, this just sort of came to mind when you were saying this. So your business exploded during the pandemic. And do you foresee that continuing? Like, do you foresee it continuing to continue to grow or just sort of remain where it is at this point? I think we will be in growth mode for the next yeah. few years. So crazy. I had a client say to me, so their business was um, very medical focus, very medically based. And they said to me, their their business, because of the pandemic, exploded. And now as they're ending the getting near to the endemic, that they're trying to ramp up everyone to be like, okay, we're not going to be as busy, right? Whereas improve it. <laughs> I mean, we took a direct hit or direct, I mean, it was like, bah, you're not here right now for a minute, you know, and then we figured it out. But um, and now we're really seeing the 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 need for us. So it's so interesting how different industries were affected in, in each way. And it's so awesome that you're going to continue to scale and grow because what you're doing is just helping the world. You're putting good things, good people out into the world and you're doing it authentically, which I love. So as this director of people and culture, this is a very obviously like this is who I talk to all the time, but for somebody who has an organization that doesn't have a director of people and culture, maybe this is a new thing to them. So was this role or this uh, specific title, I'll say, something you knew you always wanted to do when you were younger? Were you like, I want to be a director of people when I grow up? Like, how did this, how did this come to be? No, I thought I was going to be a plastic surgeon. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Quick pre pre-college. And then in college I went business management, entrepreneurship, um, and 
really just was eyes wide open to understand what what goes on in the business world. And then I ended up interning at Target um, in an HR role the summer before my senior year. And that really opened my eyes. Um, and I, I do feel like I've been able to connect with people at a young age, just with my dad being in the Air Force. We moved every three years. You're sort of picked up and plopped down and you have to learn to connect and you have to find common ground and shared experiences to build relationships and build friendships. And so having that in the back of my mind and sort of at the core of who I am, I think helped me along the path to HR and now moving into, um, you know, the director of people and culture role at CA Fortune. Um, But when I stepped into the role at CA Fortune, I did not realize what we would become. In mm. the most positive way, you know, we really walked in. Michelle, um, my boss, and I were the first two for about a year before our team continued to expand and really learned from our team. And luckily, the CA Fortune team had the appetite for culture. They had the appetite for processes and people programs, and so we were very well received. And I think that also helps is having that progressive culture and the people first mentality that allowed us to be successful. That is. Awesome. And I, so it's so interesting too. I didn't have like, my family didn't move every three years, but I definitely moved at very pivotal points in third grade, going into ninth grade. Then I went to a school where I didn't know anybody for college. So I feel like, you know, that muscle of connecting quickly has also been something ingrained in my body. My husband's the same way. He moved a lot. He went to three different high schools. And so it's, we both share that. And I think probably hard in the time when you were younger, but a blessing to have later in life. Yes. I'm so thankful for those experiences. And it's definitely opened my eyes to different cultures. You know, I was very blessed as a child to be able to travel and coming into sort of where 2021 and 2022 are at, where these um, very vulnerable conversations are taking place and people are learning and the focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging coming to the forefront of people teams um, has really allowed us to open the door for those conversations at CA when they weren't happening previously. We're not we're not perfect by any means, but our mentality is progress over perfection. Yeah. And having that growth mindset and the openness to learn is really important. And I think that that drives connection. Yes. And especially... In the CPG space, you know, you think about how the pandemic hit us was, it was very different in the sense that people were still buying groceries, but they weren't buying them in the stores. And so a lot of our clients were um, pushing to get onto e-commerce platforms, Amazon, Thrive Market, Zulily. And so we then had to connect with our clients in a different way to understand how they were going to pivot during the pandemic and understand the impact for them. Um, And so just the... The thought of connection, it's not just in a manager-direct report relationship. It's not just an internal focus. It's how can you build connections with your clients externally if you're a sales rep as well in order to drive their business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot agree more with that. And it's something you have to be really skilled at. It cannot feel transactional. It cannot feel... Um, icky because we all feel when that ickiness starts to rise and it needs to come from that place like you said of authenticity we're really nailing your intention today on this show i appreciate that oh yeah oh yeah we're here for that we're here for that so let me i want to kind of pivot a little bit because 
when I think about your role, how many people are are with CA Fortune right now? Yes. So we have 337. Okay. 337 people. So I'm assuming there are multiple personality types, right? Within within the work environment as all organizations. So is there a way that you could tell our audience, it talkers or work, it feels so weird to say it. Is there is there a way that you could tell our audience that you've experienced or even some advice on how they could create connection with different personality types because they exist. Everyone has them. It's in every organization. And if you have the same personality type in one organization, let's let's change that narrative. Let's change it. Yes. So what are some ways that you create connection among, and let me ask you this first, is there um, any assessments that you do within your organization for personality types? Mm-mm. No, nope. we don't either. But then how do you create connection? Let's say you've got a really analytical person and then a very expressive person and they have to work together. Shocker, I'm probably more the expressive. Okay. How, <laughs> how do you, what's a way that you create connection between those two people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think making time for it is step one. You know, so being deliberate and knowing and intentional and knowing you want to build connections either with a peer on your team or maybe you're leading this person who has a totally different personality than you, make the time for it. Schedule regular one-on-one so you at least have those connection points on the calendar, which then allow you to have conversations, even if they're high level to start. And then from there, you say, okay, for example, how are you doing? It's very surface level. And then it's, okay, how are you really doing? And really dig in and, and listen. And I think making time for those connections to take place and then to listen and then start to ask probing questions, um, whether it's what is your communication style? How do you like to be recognized? What makes you feel valued? And just be transparent in the sense of I want to get to know you so that our relationship can thrive together. And maybe it's having more casual conversations to allow you to get to know each other, find those shared experiences that you've had to then continue connecting on. And I think as leaders, it's it can be scary to be vulnerable, but it allows for such deep connection that I think having that awareness of the power of vulnerability is really important. Okay. I love this so much. And this is this leads me to a, a follow-up question that I didn't have, I didn't think of until just now. So let's say the same scenario you've got two people trying to connect and work together and it's just not happening like and they're let's call them a leader and a and you know a direct report what do you do like what do you do if that connection cannot take place yeah that's a great question <laughs> it's my, a hard one probably very know. hypothetical but in my in my mind i'm thinking it happens. What happens? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely happens. Um, my philosophy is to treat adults like adults, you know, and I would like for those two individuals to really respect each other and say, you know, whatever our relationship looks like, we might not become, you know, let's go to a happy hour after work 
type peers or manager and direct reports, but we have to be able to respect each other to do great work and to promote a healthy and positive work environment. If that can't happen organically between the two of them, and sometimes you just have to strip it all away and say, like, this isn't working. Can we talk about this? You know, I want to understand what your expectations are of me and and I want to share what my expectations are of you. And if we can't align, then maybe we do need to pull in, you know, someone from the people team to mediate and really come in to navigate this conversation together um, with a third party. But Ultimately, I think you just have to strip away the fluff and say, like, what's going on here? Like, what is the root cause of the issue? And if it's personalities, but you both enjoy the work that's being done, I feel like you can get past that by being adults and and just talking through it. I love it. And you're a professional problem solver is really part of your job. Add that to your to your LinkedIn bio. <laughs> Add it. My my husband, I've mentioned this on the show before, but he is um, also, he's a talent manager. And he, like, I just, it's so awesome to have him as my partner because I can go to him and he's so empathetic and very calm and sees both sides and then gives advice and then mediates and classic middle child. He's constantly mediating and, um, but he is so good at it. And that's, it takes a very special type of human being to be able to do this type of work. So kudos to you for being in this profession. We need you. Well, thank you. It's uh, <laughs> it's never dull. That's for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. So let me ask this. We're coming back to people going back to the office, but we still have people working from home. We've got people creating connection in person. So what are the best ways to create connection in person and virtually? And then is there anything that you can't do in one or the other. So is there in person you shouldn't connect this way versus virtually you can't connect this way? Is this a, this might be a difficult question, but what are some of the differences you see in that connection between the virtual and the, and the in-person world? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um prior to joining CA Fortune, I had always been in an in-person environment. So I definitely had to pivot and relearn a new skill or relearn a skill learn a new skill. How yeah, about that? yeah. I wasn't relearning. That's okay. Maybe in a past life, you never know. Yeah, you know? Who knows? Um, but I actually started with CA Fortune the day before Chicago shut down. So it was March 16th, 2020. Um, and from there, you know, our entire workforce was virtual. And so being in the health and wellness space, we focused on well-being. And that allowed us to connect with our team. So we introduced weekly workouts. We had a personal trainer come on and people could come in at their own pace. We also introduced people in culture newsletter because you know, prior to 2020, there was nothing internal from a people program standpoint. And so all of these things were new. And I think that allowed us to drive connection. But we are working in this hybrid environment, I would say, for the remainder of you know the professional setting. And so it's going to bring challenges. And I think it was Priya Parker who talked about the great awkward or you know, just that there's going to be awkward moments. Do you, do you shake people's hands still? Do you do the chicken wing? Do you do fist bumps? <laughs> you know, like understanding what people are comfortable with, I think comes back to having transparent conversations in the first place and saying like, okay, how do you want to interact? How do you want to connect? Are you comfortable coming in quarterly to the Chicago office to meet in person? Or are you in a in, in a place where 
you're more comfortable staying virtual. And if that's the case, then we need to have more of our one-on-ones be videos on. Like that needs to be the expectation because body language is so important and eye contact, even if it's through a computer, is so important. So I think being deliberate in how you set up those those connections in a hybrid environment is very important. And then in person, same thing. We are actually moving into a new office in June. Same building, but moving upstairs. And we are bringing all Chicagoland employees back two to three days per week. And so it's going to be a shift for some people who have been remote for two years. And we want to have energy surrounding it, but we want it to feel authentic. You know, mm-hmm. like we we will stay true to who we are, which is a family first organization. And we do understand that a lot of our employees have children that they're caring for, maybe even parents that they're caring for. And so allowing flexibility in in person um, is going to be important as well. That's awesome. I like that approach a lot. And I do think, you know, this, this, these two years have brought on really great silver linings, but in the midst of that really hard challenges and we're all just figuring it out, right? Like no one has experienced this before. No, (laughs) like it's like there's one thing after the other that's like this has never happened before. So let me put a, you know, backup plan in place. Let me, we need a Oh my gosh. It's 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 never ending because we've no. never seen what's happened, right? No, and I think one of the first new hire orientations I hosted when I first started at CA was I spoke to giving each other grace and giving yourself grace because no one has navigated this and everyone is navigating it still two years later on varying levels of intensity. Yeah. And through those connections that you're building with your team or your peers, you will start to understand how they are experiencing the pandemic. And even outside of the pandemic, what's really going on in their life outside of the work that they're doing. And I think that allows you, um, regardless of what industry you're in, if it's fast-paced or so slow-paced, to know who you're working with and and to understand them and to allow them to bring their whole selves to work. Because... I don't think we're in this environment where you sign off and you go home. You know, the the lines of work and life are so blurred um, in the current environment. And so building those connections and being vulnerable with your team is is just so important because everyone's craving connection right now. Mm-hmm. 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 And I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's it's definitely, I look back to like even our internal culture here at Improve It two years ago. I mean, it's just so different. So much has changed. Everything has changed. And we are the team builders, right? So we're always like, team builders got a team build. But how do you at CA Fortune, how do you create, and you've alluded to this, but how do you create a strong sense of team with this ever-changing environment? You've given us some examples, but are there other concrete things that come to mind? So if you are a people leader, for example, and you have a new team or even a 10-year team, I think showcasing a growth mindset is really important to allow connection and to allow each other to learn from other people's experience or um, maybe something that they've learned at a previous job. I think having the um, 
just a growth mindset and a learning focused mindset can build your team. Um, I also think giving your team the opportunity to fail in low risk environments is really important because yes, yeah, it allows them to learn from it. And maybe potentially someone else on the team can pick them up and it's not just the people leader uh, leading the team. So that's something that I, I'm really passionate about is growth mindset, being resilient, adapting fast, and really leaning on each other because everyone's going through it if you're all on a team together and saying, okay, this tool really worked for me to work through this tight deadline. Or I experienced a really tough client in the past and here's how I set expectations with them. Um, And so learning from each other, I think, is really important. And if you're a people leader, really the goal is to disseminate the information and the experiences that you've had to allow them to take it on and teach it to someone new. And I think that that builds that team environment organically. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. And I love I was snapping if it talkers. Okay, it just sounds weird, but I'm going to keep going with it. Um, I was snapping at you because I was you were talking about failure. And I think so many organizations don't embrace it enough. And I'm so glad that you do. And that makes me so happy to hear because it truly allows innovation to occur. I mean, as a leader myself, I fail like four times a day, right? I'm like, I should have done more than that. I should have done this. I should have done that. And especially during these past two years, I literally have failed. I can't even count hundreds and thousands of times at this point. But it's in those moments that we create processes. It's in those moments that we establish what is the correct way to move forward. It's in those moments, like you said, progress, not perfection. We can't be perfect, but we can make progress and make it better because we've learned. So I love, I love that so much. Here's a fun question for you. Okay. What company culture do you want or Let's just say you as Emily, what other company culture would you want to model yourself after? Or who is a leader who inspires you to, Whoa. <laughs> isn't that fun? Okay. It's, it's a mind game. It's a mind game. Is there a leader or a company that you're like, if we could have that connection and culture, it would be awesome. I, I am very proud of the culture that CA Fortune has built. So I would say that continue to improve on the CA Fortune culture. But one organization that I always love seeing their updates on LinkedIn, we actually use them as a vendor partner, is Built In. Built In Chicago specifically is the the platform that we use for um, a lot of our jobs to be posted and to really showcase the culture that is CA Fortune. But they get it. You know, like you can just sense it. And, um, you know, they're led by a female CEO, which is always really inspiring. Um, And that's actually one thing that we are really proud of at CA Fortune is that we have 60% female employees. And then over 50% of our leadership teams are female as well, which is is not the norm in the CPG space. And so we're very proud of that. Amen. 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 I am proud of that for you. I love that. Keep it going. Keep it going. And Built-in is such an awesome organization. I love it too. And if you're not from Chicago, check it out. Check them out on LinkedIn. I think they have a great newsletter. I think mm-hmm. I still get their newsletter. So subscribe to that because um, they're a fantastic organization as well. So fun question. As a people leader yourself, during this pandemic in the past two years, what is one thing that you would tell other leaders to stop doing 
And what's one thing that you would tell them to start doing? Whoa. (laughs) I like that answer. Whoa. Whoa. So I challenged myself this year, and I think this might answer both questions, to stop taking myself so seriously. And I think that's really made a difference. We move very fast, which is why we're talking today. You know, the CA Fortune team has grown exponentially. We are, you know, adding new clients to our portfolio on a daily basis. We are acquiring companies on, you know, a biannual basis. We are just in full growth mode. And I think sometimes you get so caught up in the forward movement and thinking about what's coming next and sort of anticipating and allowing that to derail you from what's going on in your day to day and enjoying the fun that is the work that you're doing with, and and the reason why you got into it in the first place. And so I guess I would say, stop taking yourself so seriously and enjoy the work and have fun. Yes. Amen. Again, two things on that. You know, I love that. Um, I always remember this quote and I cannot remember who it's by, but it's enjoy the journey. You'll never be satisfied with the destination. So no matter what goal you've achieved, once you get there, there's going to be another goal. So you might as well have fun doing it. And to that point, my my one word intention, we're in the month of May when the show airs, but we're in the month of April while we're recording. My intention for the month of April, which is something we set internally every month here, a one word intention for the month was fun. And I was like, I just want to have fun. And I want, because, and I'll tell you, the more fun you have, the more good you attract out into the world and the more good, or the more good you put out into the world. And then the more you attract back, it's this beautiful cycle of energy. I love it. And totally aligned. What you, what you put out there comes back tenfold, you know, whether that's energy, effort, volunteerism, giving. I feel like what you put out when you have the best intentions comes back tenfold. That's it. I love it. Okay, Emily, this is, we're getting to the final, final moment of our show. Oh my gosh. This is the fail. Yeah. Lightning round. So, you know, in improv, we say there are no mistakes, only gifts. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to just respond with a one word answer. And if you say more than one word, I'm going to do the old man creepy voice. Fail. Yeah. Like that. Like you're at a carnival, like get your hat dog. Fail. Yeah. Okay. Pulling me off with a cane. <laughs> I'm pulling you off. Da, 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 da. All right. So are you ready for the fail? Yeah. Lightning round. Let's do it. Okay. One word to describe your early career. Messy. <laughs> one word to describe where you are now in your career. Joyful. Ah, one word to describe your leadership style. Genuine. One word to describe your work from home fashion style. Comfort. And one word to describe this interview. Fun. I was yeah. Gonna say, I was going to say so fun. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I'll just do it. Pharaoh, yeah. Because just, you just need one, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Emily, you're so awesome. Tell the It Talkers previously known as the Improve It Fam. It's like Prince, formerly known as the Improve It Fam, where they can find you if they wanted to connect or ask you more questions. 
Yeah, I really, I'm only on LinkedIn. So feel free to find me on LinkedIn. My name is Emily McCann. My former last name was Renicky. Um, So both are on there, but feel free to find me and I can't wait to connect with you all. Mm, and I got to say, Emily McCann, I am so happy that our paths crossed and that leaders like you exist in this world. So I want to tell you, thank you so much for making people feel seen, feel heard, and like they belong at work. And I got to tell you, I see you and you are a wonderful human being. So keep shining. Thank you. This has been so invigorating. So thank you, Erin. You are welcome. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them. Improve it, fam. Just kidding. You're now the it talkers. We're going to do a whole mini-sode about that. Talking about that it. Still workshopping it, but I kind of like the ring. I kind of like the ring to it. So if you felt the energy of this episode with Emily and these words spoke to you, let me know. I want to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. You could even send an email to info at learntoimproveit.com. But this episode had so many tangible takeaways. Now, I want you to think about some of the things that you heard in today's show and apply them to your own team, to your own culture. One of the biggest takeaways happened after we hit end on our recording. Emily gave me this fantastic nugget of wisdom. So this is your homework and your takeaway from today. So here's what she said. She said, if you have multiple balls in the air, as we all do, you're juggling multiple things, you have multiple priorities. I want you to think of these balls in the air as some of these balls are rubber balls. Some of these balls are glass balls. Now, if you drop a ball, right, let's hope that it's the rubber ball. Because if glass drops, it will shatter. So your homework for today is to identify what types of balls you have in the air. Are they rubber or are they glass? And then what I want you to do is identify which one of these things do you need to pay special attention to. So your glass balls that you're juggling right now They need extra time. They need extra effort. They need extra attention. They need that extra connection point. Thinking of my own experience right now. I'm like, wow, that's a glass ball. Should have spent some more time on that guy. I want you to think about this for yourself. It's so interesting. To creating these connections in this fast-paced world is what we're talking about on this show. Every culture has its moments of being fast-paced. And when things are fast-paced... That's when we continuously see balls drop. So right now, identify those glass balls, spend the extra time, spend the extra connection points, and make sure that they don't shatter. Improve it, fam. Now the it talkers. I got to say thank you so much for listening. As I said at the top of the show, if you're feeling it, please leave that review. It would mean so much. And as always, keep improving, keep failing. Because the world needs that special, special it that only you can bring. I'll see you next week. 
Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Improve It. I am so happy you are along for the ride. If you enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Now, if you're really feeling today's show and you've improved it even just a little bit, please take a screenshot and tag me at Keeping It Real Deal on Instagram and share it in your stories. I'll see you next week, but I want to leave you with this thought. What did you improve today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I am rooting for you and the world needs that special it that only you can bring. See you next time. <laughs>